and we're live. What's going on, everybody? It's your favorite truck driver, ex-truck driver in the whole wide world. As you can see, but not here, I am wearing the pink banana shirt today. That could only mean one thing. It's Friday. Exactly. Welcome, everybody. Today's show is going to be educational. At the end of today's show, you are going to call up Jeff over for Caleb and Brown, and you're going to drain your bank account into Bitcoin. The reason, the reason is it is obvious to everybody who is into cryptos and understands cryptos. You know why the government is freaking out on cryptos right now? Because they know. They know that they are in deep check. They know that there's nothing they can do about it. They can write legislation. They can hoot and holler and say, we're going to tax Bitcoin and it's just, we're going to do all this. All right. These people cannot wrap their heads around not being able to control something. See, they they think they're so used to a, a monetary environment in which they manipulate the interest rate, and that manipulation in turn manipulates the global currency market. They can't do that anymore. All they can do is throw shade, throw some FUD at the Bitcoin, but the Bitcoin is FUD resistant. It has a Teflon FUD resistant coating. See, as I explained, and yes, I am going to break out the one, the only, the whiteboard. Hang on one second. We're going whiteboard, folks. We are doing full whiteboard. Let me do this. Let me do that. And let me do that. There we go. We are going full whiteboard. Where's my little wiper? Don't know where it's at, so I'll grab this. Hey, don't forget the first of the month project. Your family's money, put it in Bitcoin. All right. I said this the other day, and Mr. Cliff High, this is for you, Cliff. All right. You have to understand what, oh yeah, I'm bringing the microphone with me. You have to understand what Bitcoin is. 
All right, the Bitcoin is made to increase in in value. It's in the code, all right? It is in the code. Think of these lines as the supply. I may spell these wrong. (laughs) And the hodl. All right. This side is the supply. This side is the hodl effect. All right. And this is time right this represents the happenings right this is all in code this is in the code right the supply the happenings are formula. It is code. It mathematically gets cut in half automatically every single four years. Every four years, the supply, the inflation, goes down. It gets cut in half. Now, this side over here, the HODL effect, we know because of wallet and blockchain analytics that approximately 68 to 72 percent of every crypto. Every single Bitcoin that is purchased, 68 to 70% is hodled for more than one year. All right. Now, inside here, we have two things. All right. We have price. Right here, right, the price of the cryptos. And this way, we have the volume. Right? So as the volume, right, say this is volume as the volume even if it stays the same even if the number of the participants in the environment does not change because of the supply happenings in the hodl effect even if the volume of the community 
stays the same as we go through time the price goes up because this area here right this area here the um let's call this area here the uh the amount of bitcoin available to buy available bitcoin to buy this here shrinks because of the supply in the hodl effect so even if the volume never changes as time goes by the available bitcoin to buy shrinks it's in the code it shrinks so this is unstoppable this is completely unstoppable it isn't if the price is going to go up it's how quickly the price is going to go up All right the first 6 years of the existence of actual bitcoin this existed too it's why the price kept on jumping up and it's why mathematically and on a chart you can literally look at the chart and about a year and two months to a year and a half after each happening we go into a bull market you can't you can't shut it down all they can do is try to slow the adoption rate slow the amount of people getting into the bitcoin because as volume increases right as this volume of the community how many people are involved in in actual bitcoin as the volume goes up the price goes up quicker and quicker because as this area shrinks the available bitcoin to buy and as the volume of the community rises the price rises mathematically quicker as time goes by so and we've seen this in real life now mind you there are fluctuations in the chart 
But the fluctuation, yes, there will be a test at the end of this. All right, so read carefully. So no matter what the government does, it doesn't matter. All they can do is throw shade on it because this here, all right, the longer that Bitcoin exists, the higher the price goes, even if the amount of people involved with Bitcoin, the volume stays the same. If every year, right, if every year the volume of people in the Bitcoin never changes, it doesn't matter because this, the supply and halvenings, which are in the code, happens every four years, no matter what. And the hodl effect, how many people are hodling, how many Bitcoin, like, right? Let's, let's actually think of micro strategies. Micro strategies hold about, I want to say 108,000 Bitcoin. That's only micro strategies. The CEO has already said, all right, he's never selling his Bitcoin. So this 108K, goes to the HODL effect. Everybody that is purchasing large amounts of the Bitcoin, they're not looking to sell the Bitcoin. They will get loans against the Bitcoin. They will hodl it forever. You might as well call that Satoshi Nakamoto's second wallet because it ain't going nowhere. This, my friend, is what I know and what you know and what the government knows. They can't stop the price rise over time. They can try to manipulate it with FUD, but that's it. They can only throw FUD. They can only throw shade on it, all right? Now, let's let's look at something else, and I want to explain this. Oh, here, here we go, all right? This is this 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 is from Fortune magazine. 
The Bitcoin mining is suddenly one of the most profitable businesses on the planet. Let me explain something else to you. Think of oil. All right, I had a conversation with a guy yesterday. Think of oil. Did you know? And listen up, my friends. Did you know that once the price of the Bitcoin hits approximately, Patrick? Yes. Love you, brother. Love you. Love the shirt. Oh, thank you. You want to show everybody? Yeah. All right. Hang on a second. Patrick's wearing his his Friday shirt. This is funny though. I I bought a bunch of them and I went. I'm trying them on. I have one crazier shirt than another, and they of course came in from overseas, and five of them don't fit. And not that this one is you know is really fitting well. It shrank. It didn't shrink. You know, <laughs> it's, just, it's an extra large made for a very small guy in another country. Well. Extra large in Asia, it's a child's large here. Okay, all right. I'll yeah. have to use that. I'll have to use that metric from now on. Did you know the average height of an Oriental man is actually three foot one? I did not know that. Read that on Wikipedia. Okay. I thought it was even yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. I read it in a fortune cookie. Okay. Because you know I love my Chinese. Oh, yeah. All right. So, all right. So, let's look at the screen again. Hey, Patrick, listen to this. This is something I found out yesterday. Did you know that when Bitcoin hits $87,000, That oil at $75 a barrel will be more profitable per barrel using that barrel to mine actual Bitcoin than it will selling the barrel to run automobiles. Really? Yep. That's impressive. So... This is something else they're worried about. So what? are you going to open up Keystone then? Oh, I'm going to drill for oil in the backyard. So think about it. Russia, all these places that... Has remember, are going to. Right. Remember, last year, oil went negative. That's whenever the dollar died. The petrodollar died. Now... Once the Bitcoin hits $87,000 per Bitcoin, Russia, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Iraq. Come mine over here, kids. They, they, they now have a market for their oil right. that is not reliant on 
on automobiles that don't have microchips that don't have <laughs> right well yeah i mean the bitcoin mining does but it's a completely different right, chip. right right no i mean automobiles that don't have oh yeah chips. yeah that are sitting out in the parking right, lot waiting right. for chips not going anywhere not burning yeah, any fuel we'll sell it to you cheap folks <laughs> bring a tow truck yeah so that right there mm-hmm. think about it it now makes the oil industry want to get into cryptocurrency mine sure and not only the oil they can use flare off of the oil mining uh process use flare and oil to mine the bitcoin oh as as the electric automobile takes over yeah yeah. I, I heard I heard Jojo the clown talk about that yesterday. Yeah, impressive. Oh, he he, yeah, yeah. he has high hopes he and sure dreams. He sure does. He sure does. Somebody get Joe is putting yeah. right. The, so what happens whenever for bitcoins at one hundred and fifty thousand dollars? How profitable? How much is that going to jump the price of oil? Because if you get a barrel of oil and you use it to actually mine the Bitcoin mm-hmm. that at $150,000 per actual Bitcoin makes that barrel of oil more valuable. Yeah. Yeah. So this is how you don't lose the petroleum industry, but it actually backs up and reinforces the Bitcoin mining. So while everyone else is going green, you know, trying to actually mine the Bitcoin, which is fine. I'm totally cool with with going green. There's still a use case for oil. Sure. Well, going green is one thing. Doing it uh, with common sense applied is another. If we're relying on wind generation and, and solar power for um, energy sources that are not reliable, then it's asinine to build your infrastructure all around that. Are you saying that the wind doesn't always blow? I'm saying that, and the sun's not always out. Oh, he's such a negative man. But, but geothermal is always there. That is true. All right. Exactly. See, this is the kind of play-by-play that you get here at the Bitcoin Ben Show. All right, so mining, ah, thank you, Patrick. Mining the Bitcoin is only gonna get more and more profitable, right? So now let's also jump to here, or here. All right, I wanna play this for you. I, I listen to this show every day on my morning drive. The reason I do is, number one, it, it sounds like a sports show. Listen to this show. It's called Bloomberg Surveillance. It's like a play-by-play of a hockey game. You, you have 
the guy, the younger guy who, who like talks real quick and just, you know, play by play. Then you got the older guy who's kind of the color guy. All right. I want you to listen to these guys, not this guy. This guy will go away. This guy here and another guy talk about Bitcoin. I'm, I am going to mute myself. Uh, this morning. Right now, we thought we'd parachute in Michael McGlone, truly expert on Bitcoin, including his latest junket down to Florida to um, see the, t the Marlins. I think it was the Miami Marlins. You took in three games here. And this is on Bitcoin. And I'm sort of surprised at 38,000 Bitcoin, given the regulation ferment that's out there. Are you surprised at Bitcoin's resiliency as maybe we get to Gensler coin? <laughs> I love that. Well, Bitcoin is a discounted bull market is the way I look at it. It's probably put in a good base around that 30,000 level. It's got a good resistance around 40,000. But the new regulation time is very profound because the U.S. is basically embracing it with regulation. China's pushing back. I mean, banned yeah. it. To me, that's the new Cold War that's developing, and it's actually very good for Bitcoin. It's one thing that Gensler said is, pointed out is Bitcoin's really not a security. So it's the U.S. is not going to do much to it. It's all the other issues. And the key things that are securities are, are uh, digital dollars. So that's the key thing to remember is the most widely traded cryptos on the planet are digital okay. versions of the dollar. If Bitcoin is not a currency, I, I think we can agree it's not gold. And Gensler's saying it's not a security then what is it? It's a, like the best thing in the world for traders. Traders love it because it's not artificially stimulated. But the key thing is, it, I think the thing to remember is it's the digital, it's gold becoming the digital reserve asset in a world that's going digital. It's major competition for gold. And even as Ray Dahlia said this morning, it's a good, it's a good portfolio diversifier. It fits very well in a bond portfolio, maybe just 5%. Mike, how is it diversifying at a time when there's a slight risk off tone with the Delta variant moving around? Is it acting like gold? Is it acting in a lack of correlation with risk assets. Yeah, well, it's, it is going to, if we see if we get a 10% correction in the stock market, God help us, maybe someday that happens again. Bitcoin will probably go down initially, but like gold, look what bond yields are doing. Bond yields are already telling us that Bitcoin and gold have good value. They're just, they're, they're, you know, they're, stores of value. So I think what's going to happen here is Bitcoin, gold, and long bonds will be some of the best performers in 2H. Most notably, if the stock market just wobbles a little bit. And Bitcoin's already had its correction. Stock market hasn't. Crude oil is way too expensive. And the bond market's had its correction. Now it's going back to trend. Yields are heading lower. Mike, uh, one of the reasons why I love speaking with you is you can do new school and you can do old school. And when I Okay. So now I'm back. Now, you, you heard what the guy was saying, all right? You, you understand that, that they can't label the Bitcoin as a security. You know why? If they could, they would. They can't. There's no one to go to. There's no one to go to and say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Bitcoin, we, uh, we, we need to regulate you. They know they have no influence or no, no direct correlation effect on the Bitcoin. 
on this. They know that they have no effect on this. The Bitcoin, like I've said in the past, it is a countdown clock. The code of the Bitcoin mathematically and programmically, is that a word? Programmically, right? I think so. It should be. That that it, it won't stop going up. The price will not stop going up over time. Now, right now, and this is the important part that you need to understand. Right now, over the next eight years, over the next two halvings, the inflation rate of the Bitcoin drops so low in the next eight years that this, that you talk, you talk about a, a supply crunch, this available number of Bitcoin to buy over the next eight years is going to shrink so quick and the price is going to start rising so quick after the eight years that's when the price of bitcoin will be so high that now the law of high numbers kicks it now if you don't know what the um the law of high numbers is the higher the number gets the more volume you need in order to push it up that's the law of high numbers but this inflation rate and the time between now this eight years Now, this is going to blow your mind. The next eight years of Bitcoin is the most profitable eight years in the existence of the Bitcoin. Because of the volume, right? The volume the rate of adoption, and the inflation rate. The next eight years, you will make more money in Bitcoin than anything out there if you hodl the Bitcoin. That and Litecoin is structured. Litecoin's the same way. But Litecoin, Litecoin's big push will be in four years and then for the next eight years. 
if you ride the wave of this mathematical timeline right here, this eight years, you are going to make more money than you can even imagine. My friends, I don't have to tell you because you guys know. You guys know this. You guys know this. It's unstoppable. They can't do anything to it. It's too decentralized. This, this here, this graph I guess I made, send this video to your friends. Put this out on Twitter and have anybody prove me wrong on this. They can't. They absolutely cannot. My friends, I'm telling you right now. And, and this is just on Bitcoin. The next eight years with Litecoin, with especially projects like Theta, like the Divi project, this all kicks in on them too. I'm telling you guys right now, this is accumulate why do you think Michael Saylor is accumulating as many freaking Bitcoin as he can? Because he knows this. Somebody, somebody take a snapshot of this and send it to Michael Saylor. He'll know exactly what I'm talking about. All right, this is wrapping up this show. But on the Patreon channel, I got a special guest today. The special guest today on the Bitcoin Bin Patreon show is Papa Joe. If you don't know who Papa Joe is, you're in for a treat. Papa Joe works for a company that shall not be named. And I don't even know if he'll show his face. Papa Joe! I don't even... He may just show his beard. We may just get a camera shot of his beard. All right. Like going to Papa Joe knows things. Just saying. Hell yeah. So, if you want the inside pulse of what is going on in major court, and I mean major corporations, with blockchain, click the link under here. And join my Patreon. It's $5 a month. This interview alone 
is worth five bucks a month. If you just join for one month for five bucks, this interview is going to be worth it because I'm, I'm going to be asking Papa Joe some of the deep questions on what these major, major corporations are doing. And he's going to break it down for us. He will not name where he works. But my friends, it is huge. Let's just put it that way. All right. Click the link under here. Join the Patreon. We're jumping over for there right now. See you in about five or ten minutes over on Patreon. Love you guys. Papa Joe, get your chit together, boy. We about to talk. Love you guys. See you in about five or ten minutes. Bye-bye.